You're listening to My Holistic Life, the happiness over everything podcast with your hosts, Den Shay Lee and Natasha McCray. Join the holistic nation and learn the secrets that will take you from fear of judgment and living down to other people's expectations to being free to live life on your own damn terms. By listening to this podcast, you can expect to experience radical self-love, orgasms for lunch, spontaneous trips and vacay, first-class everything, and upgrade your career, friends, and love. Increase self-confidence, elevated mood, and overflowing opportunities. Your friends will praise you. You will be blessed. And your hosts, Natasha McRae is a life coach and filmmaker. Pleasure is her mission. She believes every food experience should be a party in your mouth and that life should feel good. Natasha loves Korean dramas and kayaking. Den Shay Lee is a product development guru and self-care advocate. She loves to travel internationally and never turns down an invitation to enjoy nature. Den Shay believes life should be full of fun and orgasms. My Holistic Life can be found on Apple, Spotify, and other platforms where quality podcasts are found. Now get ready. It's time to put happiness over everything. <laughs> I always get excited when I see the three, two, one, we're starting, Sai. Yeah. It's Let's like I go. dance. I dance while it's while it's going. <laughs> Y'all, Hotite Finances here. <laughs> Brought to you from the welfare line to the no damn line. <laughs> we'll explain well, we, that in a moment. We will have to get to that in detail. <laughs> but okay. let's start this episode off with a quote from Queen B herself. Yes. <laughs> I truly believe that women should be financially independent from their men. And let's face it. Money gives men the power to run the show. It gives men the power to define value. They define what's sexy and men define what's feminine. All right, girls, let's take our power back. All right now, financial independence. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Ho-tight finances, Denshe. We talk <sighs> about these ho-tight finances. You know, mm. I love the fact that we're talking about money. Because one, I don't usually hear this conversation had amongst girlfriends yeah. often. Mm -hmm. And if we're hearing it, it's from an expert or, you know, someone giving us advice. But I like the fact that we just going to get kind of real up in this conversation with our money experiences. <laughs> and we can't talk about money and finances without talking about our money stories. Yeah. Because every single money management course, whatever I've ever taken or read that was worth anything, always asked me about my money stories. Mm -hmm. And I got well, a lot. Well, money stories. Because some of our whole nation may not be 100% clear what you mean by a money story. Money story usually comes from like your childhood, your very first experience with money or how you learned about mm -hmm. money. How did you learn to have a relationship about money or your relationship with money? 
It was from right. probably a family member, probably a parent, probably an experience that you've had outside of your family, but at a very young age. Where did mm -hmm. you first start seeing, experiencing, and defining money that you now carry with you as an adult? Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I can dive right into kind of where my philosophy <laughs> around money kind of came from. It was blended. Mm -hmm. My mom was a, a teenage mother <laughs> and I spent a lot of time with her mother. I spent a lot of time with both my grandmothers, but mm -hmm. I would say I really spent a lot of time when it came to money with my mom's mom and I call her yeah. grandma. And so my mom was wild. My mama, I mean, she did. So can't nobody incriminate her now, but she would write a lawsuit on your ass in a minute. She'll be in a store and fall. She would get that check. We would go shopping. Her philosophy was you can't take it with you when you're gone. And I mean, money used to burn a hole straight through her pocketbook. Wow. But then my grandmother had a very different philosophy and it was all about saving for a rainy day. And I guess maybe because I experienced both and they both had so much influence, I kind of took on a little bit of both. And I would do some reckless spending and some heavy saving, reckless yeah. spending and heavy saving. <laughs> wow. And so you get to this point that you're like, for me, looking at certain situations like, wow, I have so much debt. And then you're almost like, well, should I take all my savings and just pay it off? <laughs> uh, yes. I just had this really, really like just screwed up, really, really mm -hmm. screwed up philosophy around money. And that's kind of where it came from. Yeah, man. I remember when I first took my, you know, my money class and they asked that question. And, you know, that's common the way you're the philosophy of spending, saving, spending, saving. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how common that was, but I do have a lot of friends who save a lot. They're like, I saving a lot, but then their credit card had gone up and then they're like, oh, let me take this chunk and pay it. And then they're paying it and they're good. They're like, oh yeah, I guess that $50,000 I saved right there is going to this thing that I, <laughs> you know, spent. And that's very, I mean, there's a lot of people who do that. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fear around money. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Because I grew up in a space where my very first thought or s story that I remember in my head was my parents had bought something. I don't know if it was a painting or something we bought. We were the family that was the well-off family, you know, two-parent household, engineer, father, entrepreneurial, you know, upper middle class. And a lot of our cousins weren't like that. And so my parents mm -hmm. had bought something and one of my cousins who was the loudmouth cousin, my sister cousin, who I love, she's recently passed. And she had asked how much something was. And I was like, oh, it was such and such amount. And I guess mm -hmm. she went and told her mom. And then her mom, who was tight with my sister, I mean, with my mom, they were sisters. Her mom told my mom that I had said how much something cost. So my very first experience or money story was getting in trouble mm -hmm. for something that had to do with money right? at such a young age. I was just getting in trouble for 
this conversation I had about money. And we were told mm -hmm. to never talk about how much we paid for things or never talk right. about this. And so I literally, mm -hmm. I mean, never as a kid, make. yeah, never say how much mm -hmm. you make. So as a kid that got distorted into never like money is this bad thing. Yeah. And it's here and then it's not. Right. It's like money's like, you know, in and out, in and out here. And then it's not mm -hmm. here. And then it's not. And so those were the stories that I carried with me and mm -hmm. became to create behaviors around it. Because when I mean, we talk about the stories, you know, that we have, we perpetuate that story. Right. You know, so it's like, oh, let's not talk about it. And then me not talking about it also looked like me putting my head in the sand when it came to how much I needed to pay for something or how much my bills were that particular month or not even knowing yeah. anything. There was years where I had no clue how much went out of my house. Yeah, I've had those years. And thinking I was poor. Um, I probably thought I was rich. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, you know. I wasn't, I owed a lot of people. <laughs> Man. None of it was it, mine. <laughs> it turned into that. Not talking about it. Yeah, not, not talking about it. It's very detrimental. And I hope this like opens up for those of the members of the whole nation that it's okay to have those conversations. Yeah. Maybe not with your family because maybe that might be too um, foreign. But maybe with mm -hmm. your girlfriends because some of your girlfriends probably have questions and in our communities, mostly the black and brown communities, it just seems very taboo to talk about those things. Yeah. Like you said, you were told at a very young age not to tell people how much you paid for something. Yeah. You know? Money was a problem. That was, was my interpretation of it. It's mm -hmm. a secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really, I don't know. It just shook me. Mm -hmm. It brought a lot of shame around money. Yeah. Shame mm -hmm. for having it. Shame for not having I mean, no matter where I was. It, shame girl. for not having it. I definitely have experienced <laughs> some of that too. Like people will be trying to count your coins. Yes. Didn't you just go to Europe? Didn't you just take your kids to Disneyland? Mm. Didn't yes, I did all those things. And are you yeah. paying any of the bills? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, stop it. So should I be shamed for how I'm choosing to spend my money <laughs> it's crazy i'm battling those money stories yeah because i'll have money and then think i don't mm -hmm. and the reason i think i don't is because i wasn't keeping track of it like before i hired my coach i was not tracking it and i'd be like mm -hmm. damn just feeling broke not even saying it we're living a great lifestyle but just having mm -hmm. that perpetual underlying feeling of feeling broke and then I'll go and add up how much I made and I'd be like damn I, I did that what I made that much <laughs> like, right. it was the weirdest shit to be having those thoughts of thinking I'm not enough associated with money mm -hmm. well let's backtrack a little bit because you up in here cracking mm -hmm. jokes about for the welfare line to no damn line Ooh, child <laughs> So before we get to how we've kind of evolved and what some of our goals might be for the year, what is you talking about? Because I was a bit of welfare lie too. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's crazy. So I had this whole pride thing, you know, upper middle class family, blah, blah, blah. We were hood adjacent. Yeah. So I think there was this kind of 
looking down upon that, even though I wouldn't even say that I overtly knew that that's what I was feeling. But now in hindsight, looking at it, I was like, were you being judgy? Oh, no, you weren't, Mm -hmm. young lady. I think I had some of that, to be completely honest with you. Mm -hmm. By no means do I have any of that at this day and age. Not at all. And so I had my kid young, you know, at 19, Mm -hmm. got married, got divorced, um, had a decent job, but it was barely ever making any ends meet. Then I moved to L.A. Things were going fine, got married, got divorced. And then alimony stopped because he was like agreed to do it for a year. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, what's happening? I am still trying to make ends meet and I could barely make ends meet. And I prided myself. This is so funny. It's so funny. I'm judging myself Mm -hmm. now. I'm just going to say I'm going to give myself a moment to judge myself. I prided myself on I had never gotten assistance. You know, my kid Mm -hmm. at this point was maybe 12 and I had never, ever gotten assistance. But I was like, am I'm gonna need some assistance. So first it was the EBT card, which I thought I had hit the jackpot. I was like, thank God, because we didn't even eat that much. So it was like a beautiful thing. But Mm -hmm. then I was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay rent. And I was still working and trying to hustle and grind. It just was this weird time. So I went to get assistance because EBT car, you do it over the phone. I don't even think I had to go into the office. But if you need to get some money, some cash Mm -hmm. money, you got to show up and stand in line. Yeah, you got to stand in line. So I go there and one, I felt like I really felt like I was out of place. But who am I? I'm the same. I'm in the same boat. I needed some money. Pay my rent. Mm-hmm. So I go, they sign me up to get, I don't know, it was like $340 something. And I'm an actress. So I did have some residuals that would come in. And mm-hmm. so I think I got like a $40 residual. So I report it on my next thing. I report my residual. They say, I got to mm-hmm. come back down to the office. Can't do it over the phone. So I got to come back down to the office and I get to the office and the lady is so evil. The one, this lady had been evil the whole time her eyes back to the whole judgment thing she was Mm -hmm. judging and I was like well you're getting what you put out in a way but this woman literally looked me in my face and was questioning me and act treating me like a criminal and I'm like it's $40 and I reported it so what do you what why are you acting like I'm not reporting it Mm -hmm. I couldn't handle the disdain that she Mm -hmm. had for me I literally walked out of there and said, I am never going. I was in tears crying. I was like, I will never go back in there ever again. I just won't do it. And at the same time, my dad happened to call me and he hears me crying. And my dad's like, what was happening? And he, I don't even think he knew I had gone or maybe he had even might've, I can't remember he suggested it because I had never done it before. And I think he had suggested it too, so that they would find the dad. So the dad could pay. That's why he suggested Mm -hmm. because the dad had never been paying anything. Mm-hmm. So my dad was like, don't ever go back. I'm going to give you $500 a month. I thank God for my parents. You know, I'm lucky enough. I was watching mm-hmm. the show made and realized everybody isn't as fortunate to have people who can help you out yeah. like my parents. But I was on welfare. Mm-hmm. I can relate. Yeah, I think a lot of it stemmed from just not even knowing where my money was, you know, mm-hmm. and needing the help. Shit, I needed help. Yeah, I think it, for me, it was kind of the same thing like getting married young having children young being in a unhealthy relationship with somebody who didn't manage their finances mm-hmm. and like ran through mine yeah and then I had that too toe up my credit toe up all my everything toe it up. and just toe it up just woof. and I think for me 
I don't know that I was ashamed. I always had the mentality that, well, this is here to help and I'm going to get the help and then I'm going to be contributing, you know, Mm -hmm. with my taxes that as my salary grows, my contribution would grow and it would help someone else who may have the same experience. Mm -hmm. And maybe I didn't have the shame because my mom Mm. was on assistance various times. I lived not necessarily hood adjacent. I probably lived deeper in the hood. So it was a little more like, oh, this is just part of life. You know, you got married, you got divorced. Now you're a single mom. You should be in the line. That's probably what I thought. For me, when I ran into the women (laughs) who were nasty toward me, that was a philosophy I said. I was like, well, Mm. I just need the help right now because eventually I get employed and this is what my taxes is for. Eventually I'll be Denshe Lee right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is just like, I think that for me, another thing was just like hearing other people who have known me for a really long time, like friends who may not have been like in my, maybe they didn't know my neighborhood or they didn't know my whole story. They just saw you when you were young and then they see you with two kids and they see you by yourself and you're really by yourself. Like, like you said, the dad ain't giving up nothing. He ain't got mm-hmm. nothing to give. Nope. Well, mine was a different case. Okay. Well, mine, <laughs> he ain't got nothing to give. <laughs> he ain't got it. And um, <laughs> I think that in my case, it was just always kind of like hearing people say things like, oh, you beat the odds or you're not the statistic. Like those kind of comments were the more the comments that kind of made me realize, oh, shit. I went from the welfare line to no damn line. No damn line. <laughs> Not even the line at the club. Sorry. Not, Thank you very much. Not standing service. in line. Ain't going unless it's <laughs> bottle service and VIP. That is such a lush. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah, those humbling mm. experiences though are what made me just appreciate that I kind of had to learn it and figure it out. Yeah. I don't want that for my grandchildren. No, I don't either. And I really have a heart for the woman who is out there now who's going through that and who just needs that one person Mm -hmm. to say, I got you. Or that one person to say, this is only for a moment. Yeah. Like even what you're saying, I did this and it was for a moment mm-hmm. because hearing that, like if there was a woman of your caliber who was talking me through the process, I may have not, that woman with her disdain mm-hmm. could have very easily rolled off my back. Right. But I didn't have that story. And I put whatever story and whatever experiences I had had onto that when I walked into that office. Mm-hmm. And we all need help at some point in our lives. Agreed. Even when you think you got it all together. Girl, come on. Even when you think <laughs> you got it all together. Shit. I'm always you getting need help. More help. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's when you need some more help. It's really fascinating to see. I know other women who had been on assistance a while ago and now they, you know, own their own businesses and they're multi six figure 
yeah. you know, corporate women. <laughs> and, and it's a beautiful, I think, a narrative that we should talk about. It's a mm -hmm. narrative that we need to see more of. Yeah. Because everyone wasn't born with all the opportunity. And sometimes even if you were, you made some choices that put you in mm -hmm. a certain place. Yeah, I definitely can say that my grandmother taught me a lot of things about money. Mm -hmm. But I definitely made some choices to link up with someone who didn't respect money, had no respect for our money. Yeah, you gotta yeah. respect money. Yeah, if you wanted to treat you nice and come back. <laughs> come on, boo. You're, it's got to be your boo. You got to know where it. You got to know where you are. Know where it's at. You got to know where it's at. Know what challenges you have. Like I encourage everyone to look back at their money story. Write what their money yeah. stories are and rewrite. Is that your whole work? To oh, that's your whole your work. Money story. <laughs> whole work. Write that money story and create a new one. Mm-hmm. Like, understand where you are. Don't just put your head in the sand and be like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I, I'm, I'm a millionaire. And it's just like, you ain't getting no. there to be no millionaire. You need to understand and get that help. Mm -hmm. Like me, I hired a millionaire coach, like someone who takes businesses to millions. I, I had to because mm -hmm. I have so many blocks now that are holding me back. Yeah. It's like pattern. I'm seeing these patterns and I needed a pattern interrupt. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I might I might need this coach. <laughs> Shoot. Girl, you be ready. Be well, you ready. know, I could definitely say that one of the years that I was in your group coaching program, mm -hmm. that year was called a year in love. We're doing that this year too. Oh, <laughs> yes. Y'all better get up in that. <laughs> this particular year, I wanna say it was I love my finances. Yeah. And I, I cannot remember who spoke. I think maybe you spoke. I don't think I you did. had a guest. I did. And you I were like, I don't know what I was talking about because you couldn't find a guest, right? Yes. And, and I just taught everything I've learned. Yeah. You taught everything you had learned. One of the things that I committed to was no new debt. Mm -hmm. And then I remember cutting one of my cards to say, this is the beginning of my no debt journey. Yeah. And when I say no debt, I mean like no credit card debt. Cause that was mm -hmm. my biggest thing. Again, for my grandmother and my mama, both of them. Yeah. We like to shop. <laughs> <laughs> and my grandmother used to tell me, like, if you like to shop, it's okay to shop. And you should just get a card for the store that you like and pay your bill on time. And you have good credit. I had an amazing credit score, but I had a lot of goddamn debt. <laughs> that was not the right uh don't just pay to be on time pay this yeah. shit off pay the statement yeah, pay balance. it off pay the statement balance <laughs> pay the statement balance pay the statement balance you gonna say yeah pay one more time the statement balance. <laughs> so anyway that was the beginning of i mean what do you remember what year that was because not until that this year is the first well, not this year, because we're in 2022. Here it goes, Denshay again. And what, I'm just in a time machine. In you 2021, yes. I paid off all my credit card debt. Oh, that's beautiful. Like all That of was it. in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. 2016. I probably still have my notes. That was 16. It was 2016. Mm -hmm. I think that was my very first vision board event. And so then after that, I did a year in love. 
Mm-hmm. It was a learning process. That was like my beginning. That was my first touchstone to be like, all right, I'm committed. And then yeah. it was like, okay, maybe I feel like it's not happening fast enough. Maybe my plan is wrong. Talk with a financial coach, rearrange my plan, use this mm-hmm. spreadsheet. On my plan, did I miss a payment? Did I cut a payment? Did something happen in my life? It was a journey. And not to say that I don't have credit cards because I have them. I use them. But I pay the statement balance. (laughs) And that's a huge. That's That's a big deal. That's a big deal. I was not raised like that. I was raised. Go pay the minimum. Write that check. Yeah. I think it's beautiful here. It is different. And it is a commitment. It's a commitment Mm -hmm. because ebbed and flowed with, oh, we're paying off the debt. And then we back up and then we start doing life song and dance. You know me and my luxury. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's like, oh, damn, got to go back to the system. And so I think even having this conversation and, you know, now we we even have bookkeeper and a CPA. Like that's big girl goals right there. Girl, my CPA was my big girl goal because this guy who he reps is, I mean, people make probably 25 times more than we make, but I love having that advice and that advisor at my fingertips. And yeah, if I call him and have an appointment, I got to pay that for the hour, but I do because I know that we're growing into it. That's what I'm anticipating. I'm anticipating that growth. And if I didn't have everything lined up and in alignment, I think I might've been a little more hesitant. So now when the money comes in, we know where it's going. I got checks on my way to me now and I'm reaching out to them saying, look, we're going to have an influx in just a moment. What are we going to do with it in advance? Mm -hmm. So it's so important to get the help that you need. So important. It is. I think along the lines of like, a couple episodes ago when we talked about our fitness goals or our health goals and we're talking about getting a coach or a nutritionist, yeah. a surgeon on the team. <laughs> yes. Definitely need a financial advisor on the team. Yeah. And yeah. if you can't and- afford to do like a financial advisor in this capacity that Natasha's talking about, you can also get into some groups. Mm-hmm. There's books, there's systems, so many ways that you can get started. Depending on where you are. The thing about it is back to creating that intimacy and that consciousness around your life and having this happiness journey. It's Mm -hmm. really understanding where you are and not using it as an excuse, but using it as a gauge of how you can do the things that need to be done. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter where you are, like if you got a certain dollar amount or no dollar amount, okay, then that means, like you said, there's free groups online of people mm-hmm. getting out of debt and they're sharing information. And then mm-hmm. you might have a little bit of money. So then you might get in a paid group from a person you want to take private with and you just can't because you can't afford it. Then you get into right. that group and then you get more money. And then you're like, you know what? I'm about to get private coaching. I've had clients go through that with me. They've been mm-hmm. with me for years on group, 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 and then bam, they're in private. They were able to build their lives up to that. So you do what you have to do, but it's your Mm -hmm. responsibility, bottom line. (laughs) I mean, there ain't no way around that. It's your responsibility, your happiness, your responsibility, honey. There we go. You got this. We're here with y'all. You know, come on, whole nation. This is a family. This is a family. So we want you to get in, get tight. 
get ho tight with your finances. finances. Yeah. Get ho tight (laughs) with your finances and let us know, be in touch. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know how you're expanding. Let us know how you're growing. And did you go from the welfare line to no line? Yeah. Did you do that? (laughs) We want to know. We want to know. We want to know. We can't be the only ones. (laughs) We can't be the only ones. And there's no shame in that. I carried that for a while with shame, but we cannot be the only ones. And there's some young girl out there right now who needs to see us and needs to Mm -hmm. hear that so that she can be encouraged. Yeah. Okay. Share this podcast with her. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. This week's holisticism is I get intimate with my finances so I can generate abundance and responsibly manage my money mindset. Yes, money, 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 money. We love you all. We love you. We love you. We love you. We want you to go to our IG and answer this week's audience question, which is, what is your financial goal for 2022? Let us know. Let us cheer you on. Go get some ideas. Comment on everyone's comment. Like, share, follow, do it all. And we look forward to having you here next week. Bye. Hey, woo, hey, Natasha McRae here. I want to personally invite you to join the whole nation where the conversation continues. Go to myholisticlife.com where you can take the How Ho Fabulous Are You quiz, share your thoughts and ask questions and join in on the fun with our polls and challenges. Be a part of a community ready to enjoy a life of happiness, satisfaction and serenity. Join us at myholisticlife.com.